praise for that. Almighty God. Lord, we thank you that you are almighty God. God, it's such a just joy to praise you for who you are, to declare your goodness and your love in this world. Lord, we pray that today, now, as we turn uh, to your word, Lord, I just ask that in this space you might speak to each person here. Lord, I pray that we would hear something from you, something from your word that would speak into our lives, that would take us uh, further and deeper into what you have for each one of us. I pray, God, it wouldn't be my voice that's heard, but that each one of us could hear that which you have for us. And we pray it together in Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said? Amen. 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 Wow. Far out. What, a, what an amazing time already. Um, can I just welcome you here? If we haven't met, my name is Dean, and it's uh, great to be with you this morning. We are uh, finishing a series today. If you've been with us, you'll know we're uh, spending some time in a series called Fearless. I've uh, been looking at what does it look like to live a more fearless life. The most frequently repeated command in all the scriptures is do not fear, do not be afraid. We've looked at this from all kinds of uh, different angles and uh, why God wants this for our lives. Uh, if you're just joining us today, if you want to catch up on this, you can get all the, the different messages in the, uh, the app we have. You can get a hold of that. But it's just been a, a chance to really think about what does it look like to live a more fearless life? Because a life with less fear means a life that has more peace in it, a life that has more strength to it, a life that has more joy in it. And today we're going to finish uh, this look at what it looks like to live a more fearless life. Uh, by looking at a pretty well-known story from the, the Hebrew Scriptures. And I, I want to, to finish this with hopefully some things you can really take out of here with you that will serve you well uh, if you want to be on this kind of journey towards a more fearless life. So we are going to have, uh, we're going to look at one event from two perspectives, and then we're going to get to see three secrets of fearlessness. Does that sound good? Are you up for that? Do you want the secrets? Yeah. You clearly don't. All right, we're going to do one event, and we're going to do two perspectives. And you don't want the secrets, that's fine. I'll take them home with me because they're good. And I'm, so, would you like the three secrets? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to bait you. I really think they'll be good. I really think. I didn't give them to anyone else today, that that secret. All the other services, they just left them. I'm just kidding. That's a lie. Anyway, I'll... So here's our event. This is what we're going to look at because what this is, this is one of the kind of paradigms. When you think about uh, the, the challenge that fear can bring into our lives, one of the kind of, you could call it almost paradigms for this, comes to us in the story of God's people, the Israelites, this people God is forming for himself, and he's going to take them to what's uh, this land that he's given them, that he's promised them, and it's known as the promised land. And so God is forming this people. They've been slaves in Egypt. God delivers them out of Egypt. He takes them from being slaves. He, he has a showdown with Pharaoh. He takes them across the Red Sea. He parts it. He's showing up as a fire at night and cloud by. He's doing all these things. And he takes them right up to the edge of the promised land. Let me hear you say the promised land. Now the promised land, this is going to be our one event. And the one event is this, is what it's like at the moment when you come right up to the edge of a brand new future. And when that future is a preferred future that God has for your life. You see, what God was doing with the people of Israel is unique in all history. But what it shows us is this is often how God works. 
He wants to take us from where we are always towards a preferred future in our life. You know, we sang these words earlier, like God's not finished yet. No matter where we are in life, I can guarantee you, no matter how great even you might think my life, I've got it all together. No matter where you are, God has more, a better preferred future for your life. And no matter how down and challenging you feel like the moment you might be in, God has a preferred future. Now, for the people of Israel, they come up to this moment, and God's like, I have this land I want to take you to. It's great. It's good. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be what is best for you. It's all these things. And they come up to that. That's the one moment. I will guarantee in your life there will be things and moments and, and areas of your life where you'll come up to that kind of moment. And always when you come up to that kind of moment, there are two perspectives you can take. So what happened uh, for the people of Israel, we're going to look quickly at their story. They sent uh, 12 people to go spy out the land over 40 days. Go check it out. Go see what it's like. Go see if it's as good as God said it was going to be. Go check it out. And then they come back, and here is where we're going to start to see these perspectives. It says they came back. So these 12 people, they checked it all out, came back to Moses and Aaron. And there they reported to them, the whole assembly, and they showed them the fruit of the land. Turn to the person next to you. Tell them what is your favorite fruit. Whatever your favorite fruit is, tell the person next to you. That's my favorite. So we have, uh, you know, can I tell you mine? Mine's mango. Do we have any mango people? Like, I, I just, it's like a latecomer in my life. I feel like it took a while. Man, I love mango. And um, so they, uh, they know there's good fruit there. There's stuff that's going to be good that you're going to like. And they give Moses this account. They said, look, we went to the land which you sent us. And it does flow with milk and honey. It's great. It's everything that God told us it was going to be. Here's its fruit. You can taste though. But, but, let me hear you say, but, but, always but. It's great. Good future. Going to be awesome. But the people who live there, only problem with this land, there's people who live there. And they're powerful, and their cities are fortified, and they're very large. And we even saw descendants of Anak there. They keep on going. The Amalekites live in Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites. They set up in the hill country, the Canaanites down by the sea. Where are we going to go? There's nowhere for us. This is not good. Perspective one, uh, it's great, but. Whenever you have that one thing in your life that you know could lead to a preferred future, if it is of any significance or consequence, there will come a sense within you that is like, oh, but. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, uh, I know that will require maybe something I feel like I don't have. I know that might, that feels challenging. I know something could go wrong. There seems to be some reason. There's our second perspective. Caleb speaks up. This other guy had a different heart, different kind of mindset. And he says he silenced all the people. He's like, no, 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 no. We should go up and take possession land, for we can certainly do it. The other perspective is the more fearless perspective of, no, we can do this. But then the people who gone over them said, no, we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread a bad report about the land. They said, look, we explored it. It devours people living in it. All the people we saw are of great size. We, they, we saw in the film, we seemed, they said this, we seemed like grasshoppers. We felt we were so, they were so big and we were so small. We looked the same to them. So here's our two perspectives. Whenever you reach a moment where God could take you into a preferred future, any area of your life, anything of consequence, you will always have two options. And one will be to look at that and to begin to see and to experience and to focus on and feel all the reasons you can't. And then the other 
And this has been the whole idea of fearless is to go, what does it look like to be able to see all of those things? Both people, same event, same situation, two different perspectives. And the other perspective is, wait a second, Caleb saw this whole thing differently. He said, no, 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 I see that and we can do this. We can move towards it. How do we become the people who take the second perspective? That's what fearless has been all about. And I want to give you three secrets that I hope you can take with you that actually allow you. Because the whole idea of fearless, you know, none of us are going to go, you know what, I listened to a, a couple uh, good messages on fearlessness, and it's just amazing. I don't have any more fear in my life. It's awesome, you know. <laughs> like, if it was that easy, I would have listened to all this a long time ago, you know. But what we're going to see is, okay, uh, how do we really take all this and start to live a, a lifestyle that's going to take us towards fearlessness? What, what's, what is it, what are kind of the keys in this? Because this same moment comes back. Because what happens, they choose in this moment, they choose the perspective of fear. They choose the perspective of we can't. They choose the perspective of, and they end up, God says, all right, you're not going to go and you will not reach that preferred future. You're going to spend 40 years in the wilderness. I'm going to raise up a new generation who can do that. And they spend 40 years wandering. They spend 40 years stuck. Man, can I tell you why fearlessness is such a big deal to me? Because fear is what keeps us stuck in the same place, experiencing the same thing. But 40 years later, this one moment returns. And God takes Caleb and Joshua. And you're going to lead. And we're going to come up to that same moment. Only this time, here's what it's going to look like to take option number two. And just before they're getting ready to go in, just before they're getting ready to take hold of that preferred future, God gives them some words of wisdom. He speaks to them. It's recorded for us in Joshua chapter 1. And he gives them these words that give us a great sense of how do we, what does it look like? How do we, how do we put some legs to this? How do we actually live this out? And God says this. He says, be strong and very courageous. Let me hear you say be strong. And let me hear you say very courageous. You know, this is the life that God imagines. Life of faith, whatever you thought it looked like to follow Christ or, or follow God or to be, you know, some people, oh, just maybe you'd be a person who goes to church, you're a nice person. No, what God wants for our lives is people who are strong and courageous. And he's going to show us how we get there. He says, so here's what you're going to do. Everything that follows is going to be part of this, how we become strong and courageous instead of fearful. He says, be careful to obey. Let me say obey. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. You know, God tells him, look, I've been speaking words through Moses. I want you to obey all that. And he says, keep this book of law. You can go. He goes on, he says, keep this book of law always on your lips. Let me say always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, he says. Have I not commanded you? Is this not what I want for you? Is this not what I want for your life? Of course, this is what I want. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Don't let anything take your courage. For the Lord your God will be with you. I mean, you say, with you, wherever you go. And in this, we get to see these 
three snapshots. These are going to be our three things that, you know, you may not have thought about before, but that actually if we begin to focus on these things, they are what lead us towards a more fearless life. They are what lead us towards being people who are courageous and strong. These, uh, what we see in, like, God's word to them in this moment that will help them take this path. And the first thing you see there is that obedience. You know, I love that, you know, God's like, be strong and courageous. And it starts like this. Be careful to obey everything that I'm, I'm commanded you through Moses. God's like, I've, God had been speaking to Moses going, here's what I want you to be like. If you're going to be my people, here's what that looks like. Here's how you live. Here's the things to obey and what your life should look like and reflect and what your character and the nature of who you are should be. And he says here, go be strong and courageous and be careful to obey everything I've commanded you. You know, obedience is not something uh, we ordinarily are like, awesome, you know. Obedience is something we can sometimes hear it, and we feel like something within us probably just rises even almost against that. Like, I'm obedient? I'm not, I don't, obedient? Like, you don't, who tell me what to do? Do you know the Bible kind of paints this picture of humanity that one of the core things that is wrong with humanity is that we don't want to obey. God we, we want to say to God, no, 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 thank you. I know well enough. I can do it myself. But can I tell you something? The, the picture the, the scriptures paint of how we begin to experience a life that's more prosperous to our souls and who we are, a life that is more in, in line with what God actually wants for us, is that we start to move towards that by becoming obedient to God. And obedience, why this is so key to, to fearlessness and why I think this is a huge one for us and why it's almost like a little bit of a secret we wouldn't necessarily think this is because when we become focused on being obedient, what happens is we're positioning ourselves to say no longer, God, here's where I want to go. Can you please help me get there? It forces us to position ourselves to say, God, what are you on about and how can I be obedient to that? And when you do that, it reorientates your whole life and your experience. You know, so much of our fears come from almost the fear that God will not make what we want to have happen, happen. And, and we aren't really, it's so easy to go, we, we feel like, oh, you know, God, and this surely, this is what you'd want for me and not want for me. And God, please, will you help me? Here? And yet, and yet God, but God wants for us. To not be going, God, how can you help me? He wants us, okay, if I can get obedient to you, God, what do you have for my life? And now let me move that direction. Do you know, I think one of the things that, you know, some of us may need to work on and calibrate is, do you find yourself positioned to say, God, I, I want the focus around my life to be how can I be obedient to you? Or do you wrestle with, and we all do at times, all of us, me first, we all can wrestle with. God, I really want you to help me get where I want to go. But fearlessness starts with this reorientation of our lives, obedient to God. The second thing we see in these, and I, I love this kind of focus, is, is this focus on Scripture. You know, he says, let it always be on your lips. Let, let my word, you know, and at this time God's beginning to speak and things are being written. They don't have the, you know, Bible as we, you know, would, would think of it now. They definitely didn't have it in an app the way we can get it now. But God was speaking to his people and his words were getting written. And, and, and God hears like, let my word be always on your lips. Do you know the, the scriptures? You know, God has revealed in unique and in powerful ways. He's revealed himself to people through the scriptures. 
and he has inspired them. He's breathed life into them. And can I just tell you something? Scripture is powerful to combat fear. And too often, I think, we can end up letting fear unnecessarily have its way in our life because we do not have Scripture always on our lips the way that is spoken of here in Joshua. He said, let it be always on your lips. There is, there is power in what God has written, but sometimes it's not even near our lips. Do you know what's always on your lips? Do you know what pops out of your mouth and you just say it? Whatever's gone in. What's always on your lips is whatever you've been taking in, whatever's been going down into you, into your mind, into your heart, into your life. And then when you kind of bump into something, it just pops out and it's always on your lips. You know, turn to the person, then you say, what popped out of you yesterday? You know, just, <laughs> what was always on your lips? You know, I, I just want to encourage, if you want to live a more fearless life, one of the things that you could do this week and begin to make a part of your life is to attend more to getting scripture inside you. We all take in countless messages. We, we know this. You see the research all the time, you know, between, you know, signs that we see and mobile phones and notifications, TVs and movies and music. All this stuff is going in, 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 in. Are we being intentional to get scripture in, 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 in? Meditate on it. Chewing it over. You know, think about that delicious fruit that you love. You know, it says meditate on it. Imagine, you know, you got that nice piece of mango. You're just kind of chewing on it, savoring it. That's what it looked like. It, or do you savor on God's word? You know, I can think of different seasons of my own life when I was, you know, maybe an incident in a this way or that way. And I feel tempted to go the fearful way. And I'm feeling some of those things. And often in those seasons, I would choose a verse that I would memorize. And some of those verses, I tie even to those seasons because I would find something I could get on my lips and in my heart so that, you know what, when fear starts to rear its head, I would memorize those and call them to mind or speak them. And it's amazing how God would use that. And it started to change my experience. It's just something about the power of Scripture. I mean, it's amazing. God's like, be strong and courageous. Let this always be on your lips. What is on your lips and what has gone down in and then comes out on your lip will have a huge determining effect on how strong and courageous you feel. Because Scripture speaks a different word about what life is and life is about and how it works than the other messages we're constantly bombarded with. What if this week you went, what, can, what verse could I memorize? What do I need to write and get stuck where I'm going to see it all throughout my day? What do I need to pop up on my phone so that when I look down, that's what I see and it's getting on my lips and coming out of me. And then the last little piece I love that it focuses on, you know, God says, you know, you can go in there and, you know, be strong and courageous. Don't get discouraged because it's going to be easy in there because it will be all green lights up ahead because it'll all go. No, no, no. He says, because I will, the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And one of the things we need to focus on if we want to be more fearless is to focus on God's presence with us wherever we go. And this, when I talk about having now a, a lifestyle that leads you towards more fearlessness, one of those big things is how do you cultivate a deeper sense of God's presence in your life? And I want to talk specifically about a one way we do that here. And it's where you just begin to see that God, we even sang a little bit about this, that the God who was with you in the past is going to be there with you now. You know, when we looked at the, the Israelites at the first incident, when they chose the path of fear, 
listen to all their language and what they were looking at and what they were focused on. They were focused on two things, how big the people were and how small they were. That's all they were focused on. Imagine if instead of looking ahead, and you can imagine that. I mean, what's that like? I mean, these people, they were much bigger. They were much stronger. They had cities. They were all these things, you know. And these guys had been, they just are newly escaped and freed, you know, community of slaves. Like there's, you can understand why they looked at this future and went, I'm not so sure about this. But imagine if instead of focusing on what was in front of them, they had turned around and just started to think about, wait a second, where have we just come from? What did we just see God do to all of, uh, to Pharaoh with the plagues? What did we just do to see God get us released out of slavery? And not only that, the Egyptians sent us on our way with all their gold, you know, as well. And not only that, remember what God just did, how we got to the Red Sea and it felt like we were all done for, but then God opened it up. And then we watched how he's been with us as we've been continuing to travel. Can you imagine if all their focus had been on that? How different they might have experienced that moment. It's probably one of the things that made Caleb see the whole thing a little bit different. You know, the, the, the picture here, you know, to just go, you know, the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That, that's a promise that the reason it allows us to have less fear is because we begin to realize that what matters is not so much what we're going to encounter, nor even exactly what the outcome might be. What matters most is, is God with me in this? And when you begin to do that, that changes everything. You know, some of you would have heard me say this before, and I, I love this picture. I find it so helpful in my own life. You know, the Hebrew word, and this, is, this will hopefully give you a little, one last picture here for how you can cultivate a sense of God's presence in your life and knowing he's with you. The Hebrew word for future is, is really closely connected to their word for the back. And, you know, when you think about, in our culture, when we think about the future, we think about the futures ahead of us. You know, we're orientated in life towards the future. We look at the future. You know, we think, we see out all the things it could be. But the Hebrew people, their orientation to time was a little bit different. They imagined that you're traveling through life, facing the past, and your back is what is pointed to the future. And so that's why it was there. And the reason that was such a big deal is because for them, they would say, do you know where you see God in your life? Do you know where you see his presence? Do you know where you see that he is at work? It's not when you're staring out at the future wondering what's going to happen. It's when you look with your back to the future, you see his faithfulness in the past. And when you're focused on his faithfulness in the past, what's the matter what's up here? Because you're beginning to see and know if he was with me then, he'll be with me wherever I go. And that's where fearlessness comes from. Fear comes when we're so looking at the future and thinking of all the things that could or would or whatever happened. Faith and peace and joy and hope and strength and courage come when we look backwards and see that the God who was with me then will be with me there. He'll be with me wherever I go. What if you cultivated that in your life? What if that defined how you related and interacted with God? We don't need to tell him about the future. He's aware. He knows what's going on. What if we need to spend time with him, just beginning to see how he's been with us before, to build that faith that he'll be with us wherever we go. Because when all this happens, 
And what happens here is because they take this other road, they do, they go in, they move to the land, they, they move to the preferred future, and it's challenging, and there's difficulties, and it's not to say the preferred future is not God's kind of retirement plan for your life. It's not, oh, now it's when everything's easy. No, but it is fuller and deeper and richer and greater than the future that wants to leave you stuck where you are. And when we move in that direction, be obedient to him, his word in our mouth, on our lips, shaping who we are, confident that he will be with us wherever we go, then you can move towards the future with a fearlessness, with strength and courage like nothing else can do. You know, I'd love to pray for you as we bring this series to a close. I'm going to invite you just to stand up right where you are. You just stand up. I'm going to give you just a minute of, you know, quiet to reflect for yourself. And just to, just to maybe reflect today, what, what would God say to you out of all of this today? Is there maybe one of those areas that he'd say, you know what, I want you to join me in this. I want you to, I want you to focus on uh, aligning yourself to just be obedient to me. I want you to focus on thinking about how are you going to get my word in your lips. You've got a lot of stuff going into your life, but God would say, why don't you get my word into you? Or maybe he's saying to you, you know what, I want you to kind of get away and I want you to sit in some quiet and I want you to begin to look back over your life. And if you will sit and, and begin to reflect, you will probably see God fingerprints all over your life in ways you never even realized before. As you start to just look back and think of all the ways he's been gracious. And so maybe just take a moment, see what he's speaking to you about today or a declaration you want to make to him. Maybe you just want to tell him, you know what, Lord, I want to pursue fearlessness. I know I'm not there yet, but boy, I want to be on that journey. And just pray a simple prayer out of your own heart to him, and then I would love to pray for you in a moment. I want to pray those words uh, over us to be strong and courageous. And if you want to just receive that in your own life, just to invite you to open your hands in front of you. It's just a way of opening yourself to God, to his work in your life. And I just want to pray that he would be at work forming something new and fresh. I think fearlessness in this world, life that is full of peace and hope and joy and boldness and strength, it is one of the most beautiful things that we can live into. It's beautiful to the people around us. We live in a really fearful world. And God invites us to live fearless lives. I can guarantee you this, whatever you're facing, he's not feeling fearful. And he will be with you wherever you go. I'd love to pray for you. You can just open your hands up. God, we thank you. We thank you that you are not a God who is far off and distant but you are God who will be with us wherever we go. Thank you that you invite us into a life full of strength and courage and joy and hope. And that God, no matter what adversity and difficulties and challenges we might have in front of us, Lord, we can actually face them with strength and courage because we know who is with us. Lord, I want to pray for every person today who's maybe making that alignment in their heart to just say, Lord, I want to be obedient to you. I want to get in that position in my life. I pray that they would 
just know the freedom that comes from obedience to you. Lord, I pray for every person who wants to really get the, your word onto their lips and into their life this week. And I want to pray that you just blow on those scriptures and bring them to life in ways that bring strength and peace and joy into their life and send fear running. And Lord, I pray for every person who's going to cultivate that sense of your presence with them. I pray that as people reflect on how they've seen you in the past, their eyes will be opened to new expressions of your grace they hadn't even noticed before. I pray that their focus would go from what's in front of them to all the ways you've been with them in the past and how you are with them even now. And I pray they would have such a deep abiding sense of your presence that it would melt fear and bring strength and bring courage and bring peace. And Lord, I pray as your people, we would live in such a way that we make your your presence a reality in this world, that we could be, Lord, just little beacons of light, of peace and strength and hope in a fearful world. Not because of who we are, but because of the God who is with us, what you've done in our lives. And that it could open the door for others to enter into the life you dream for them. So we thank you, God, and we pray you would make us a fearless people, strong and courageous and full of peace and hope and joy and full of your presence in this world. And we pray it together in Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said? Amen. 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 Give God a clap. Give him a little just celebration. Look, it has been fantastic to take that journey with you. You've been part of the Fearless series, and I, I hope it's something you'll be able to keep stepping into. I encourage you maybe pick one of those three things even just to lean into, especially give yourself a starting point this week. But it's been great uh, to, to be on and, and continue, you know, go from here and be on that adventure. Uh, there's a life that he has for, for each one of us, and it's an awesome thing to be after. We're going to head 